Yutes Kislev Chav Kislev is considered Rosh Hashanah Chassidus, and it was pointed out to me, which I totally forgot, that yesterday Yutes Kislev, which is the day that Alter Rebbe released from prison for for teaching Chassidus, the Gemara talks all about how are you, uh, how can you become a Chassid? And the Gemara they give different three different opinions. And one of them is others, which maybe means you follow ways of your ancestors. Other one is brachas, you have to always be thankful whatever you have, and always be positive, and we just got to figure out how the Zikin fits in there. Okay. Today we are up to the Flamid. We are we're up to the Mishnah. So we're continuing along the lines of uh, you causing damage to people in public. You're causing their public damage. And again, we have an argument whether a boy, you know, Shusarabim, ownerless, is that the, the paradigm of a boy? Is that what a boy is? <clears throat> Which we learned Rabbi Yechina says, yes, and therefore you are Chayiv. Or a boy actually has to have owners, and within the opinion that says that a boy in a shusarabim is even though it's ownerless, that's the responsibility. We had an argument in Shmuel. What happens if you uh, built the boy in your own property, and then afterwards you and you uh, gave access to everyone around that, and you retained ownership? What is that? And according to Rav, that's not boy because there's an, there's an owner here. That's your possession causing damage. So that is called shoyer. And it's very different than boy because if if you soil somebody's clothes or you ruin their pots and pans or you break it, then if it's boy, you're not responsible. But if it's considered sure, then you are. And Shmuel says no, it's still considered boy because it's right next to Shusarabim and everyone has public access, even though you retained ownership, it is boy. But we also had an argument between Robert Shmuel about if somebody trips, Nisko, whether you, whether you're negligent. Or whether a niskel is considered like an oinus. It's not your fault. You tripped walking down the street and you tripped. It's not really your fault. And uh, and we and we explained different arguments based on that. And then we also said that if you, according to some Amorite, if you have um, a, a, an object that belonged to you and it was an oinus and it fell out of your hand, you're still holding on to the ear, for example, of a keli just disintegrated, fell down. And then you say, well, I'm not going to pick up the pieces. They're, sort of, they're too small. And you will masquer it, whether in that case we say it's a valid hefka. In other words, if you pour something out into the street that's your own or something that's, that's mine, I put it in the street and people get hurt. Even if I made it hefka, I don't want to, that's not my responsibility. It's too late. It was your thing when you placed it and you did it deliberately. But if it was an accident. You, you just fell out of your hand or something. And and then you said, you know, it's too. I'm not going to bother picking it up. These tiny shards. So then we say, So according to Rab Meir, you're still chayiv. Doesn't matter if you make it hefker. Doesn't help. You're still chayiv. According to the Rabbanan, according to one some Amrayim who interpreted this way, that according to the Rabbanan, if you're mafke, you're nizokim after an accident, not your fault. You're no longer held accountable. Okay, bearing all that in mind. Let's do further the Gemara today. Today's Gemara is Daf Lamed Aleph Amad Aleph. Sorry, Lamed Aleph Amad Aleph, the Mishnah. Okay, Shnei Kadorim. There were two potters, people walking, holding their potters. They were following one after another. Very similar to two cars, car in front and car in back. The Niskel Harishan, the first, uh, uh, okay, we'll talk about the people, but just a picture in your mind, two vehicles. The first one, something happened to, the Nafal, the Niskal Hashem edition, but here it, it makes more sense when we're talking about people, because we hear an accident happen to the first person. Is it really their fault or not? When we talk about a car, there are many other, other variables involved there. 
that it could be the car itself that caused the problem. So we, it, it, it might be very different. Anyway, so the first guy tripped, fell down. The Niskel, um, the second guy tripped over the first guy and, uh, and whatever got hurt. The first guy is responsible. The first guy is responsible. The simple reason would be you're tripping, it's your fault. You should have looked where you're walking. And therefore, it's not an excuse that you tripped. That's one the simple way of learning. We'll see in a minute. Now, what are exactly good point? What are you responsible for? So it depends how we treat this person who fell down. Is he considered a person who is damaging? So then he's responsible for no matter what happens. Or is it considered like a bird that a person can become a bird? And as 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 strange as it sounds, we'll see more later that there's such an opinion, at least a half a minute. So the way I just learned right now is a simple way of reading. You don't have to learn that way. You don't have to necessarily say that our Mishnah follows Rameir. The reason why the first person is responsible is because Rameir holds if somebody trips, um, if somebody trips up, he's a Pesheya, it's his fault, and therefore that's why he's responsible. And Abaye learned before in the Gemara that the argument of Meir Abihuda is this very point. Is Niskal Pesheya or Niskal not Pesheya? So, you, I mean, a simple way of reading the Mishnah is that this is your fault. You fell down. The truth of the matter is this Mishnah can conform with everybody. Ah, if it's the Rabban, the Rabban say if you trip, it's not your fault. Ah, we're talking about a case of here. The Ami Honestly, they say it's not your fault. There's one more factor that we missed out. You fell down, it's not your fault. But what are you supposed to do straight away? What you What, what is your fault is they should have stood up straight away and get out of the way. Instead, you're just lying there. And that prolonging that you're full, that's your decision. So therefore, you take the responsibility for that. Because you could have stood up. So it can conform with everybody. says, I'll go further. I feel I can make the mission work out according to Chamim. You fell down, right? It's not your fault. And you had no time to stand up. And somebody suddenly tripped over you and, and we're holding you responsible. Why? Right? Because you could have done something. You still could have taken responsibility. How? You couldn't, there's not enough time to stand up. You should have yelled out, hey, watch it. I'm lying in the ground. Well, like he's a, you didn't warn anybody, and that's what you're responsible for. So he goes a step further that even that you have an obligation to give a warning, and you should have done that as soon as you fell down. Rabbi Yechanan says, he's, no, I disagree with you. He says, since you couldn't stand up, and therefore, obviously, you're all shaking, you're trying to work out what to do. You can't hold him. It would be nice if he would give a warning, but you can't hold him financially responsible for not giving a warning. He was he was lying in there in a state that he wasn't uh, functioning properly. His mind wasn't functioning properly. Says again, so now we're going to try to prove one way or another. Is there an obligation for you to give a warning to the next person? If you don't, we're going to hold you financially culpable or not? Tonight we learned in the Mishnah. Um, uh, what do you call it? We'll learn later soon. Two people walking down the street, a person with a beam, and nobody's going to break the beam, but behind them was a guy with a barrel. And uh, the guy behind crashed into the guy in front, as Rashi will say later on. He walked a bit too fast, he didn't keep his distance, which by law, you know, when you're driving vehicles, you have to have a certain distance from the car in front. He didn't. So the um, so what happened was, but he bumped into the guy in front of him, and he his his uh, barrel, you know, broke. Um, Potter, the owner of the beam, is Potter, but the Imamad Balpoida made a sudden stop. Chayv, that's a Imamad. Then Balpoida Chayv. If if made a sudden stop, you can either read the Balpoida Kama or the Balpoida Chayv or Kama before Balpoida. He, he's responsible because he made a sudden stop. My lab, what are we talking about here? Why, why did he suddenly stop in the middle of walking? He stopped to fix up the bundle on his shoulder. The Urchiyu, that's normal. 
it's normal. And yet, Tony Chayv, he's Chayv. Now, why is he Chayv? He had no choice. He had to stop. It was falling off his shoulder. It was heavy. It was hurting. So he had to stop for a second to pause or maybe swap sides or whatever he was doing there. So make him more comfortable. So it's perfectly normal. He, and it's like he had no choice. The guy couldn't get up on the floor. And yet we're holding for his guy responsible. Obviously, he should have warned the guy behind, hey, I'm stopping for a second. Be careful. The Havalela has it. So this is the support of the Nachman that there's an obligation to warn the person behind you. Does anyone really know? Who told you that he stopped to, to, to arrange the beam? Maybe Kishama Love was going to take a rest, a coffee break. So he just stopped. And that he had no right to. And therefore, it's like he could have stood up and he didn't. He had no right to stop. And that's why he's responsible. So Moses says, if that's, that's how you want to live, let me tell you. So what are you trying to tell me? I will omen the castle. What could it be if he stopped just to fix up my pot? He'd be potter. So I'm a question. I did Tony, I say for the, we try, in the mission, it tries to draw contrast when he's high and when he's potter. So why does the next case say, but if he, if he tells, sorry, if he tells him, if he warns the guy, the, the guy behind him, the barrel, Amoid, stop. Potter, he's potter. Leaf like the least in a bit of day. Let's talk about the owner of the chavis and give two scenarios which are very similar. And yet one of them, Yechai, when they potter, for example, he stopped. When do we say that he's responsible? Kishar Madlafash. He stopped in the middle of the street to take a rest. It's totally in, in, in you know incorrect behavior and therefore inappropriate behavior and therefore he's responsible. But if he would have stopped to pause to fix up the barrel, then put because the guy behind should keep a distance and we should have seen it. So so the, if you're right. So it's clear from here that we don't the fact that we don't make that distinction that Alan Mishnah is talking about that even though he stopped just to pause for a second, it is his responsibility to warn the guy behind him and therefore he has to pay. Take more no. No, if he does not have to warn anybody, like Abiyachana says. So why don't you make the distinction between stopping to uh, to rest or stopping to just to, uh, for a pause? How come he's trying to teach you here? The Avagav Dhamad Lafish, even if he stopped just to rest, which is totally wrong, right? Totally inappropriate. And if he, the guy behind him bumps into him, he's responsible. But if he tells the guy behind him, Amoid, stop. If he tells the guy behind him, stop, I'm stopping, stop. And then the guy continued walking, Potter. So that was even though he did the, something inappropriate to stop in the middle of the street, and, you know, and just taking a rest. But if he gave the guy a warning, then he uh, he is Potter. So there's no proof one way or another. What happens? You have a probably uh, has let's say um, barrels and vazagogim. People have glass. So the barrel is much stronger than glass. And the guy, the barrel guy, the guy's holding the barrels in front. The guy with the glass behind. Niskel Harishan, the nuffle, the first guy tripped up and fell down. Okay, the first guy tripped and fell down. The Niskel Hasheni Berishan, the second guy tripped over the first guy. And then Hashlishi Bersheni, then the third guy, there's like a 10 car pileup. And then the third guy tripped in the second guy. So what happens in this case? Rishan Chayib Benishkesheni, the first guy is responsible for what happened to the second guy. And the second guy however, is, is, is responsible for what happened to the third guy. However, the third guy also fell down because of what the first guy did, which is more later explained that the third, how is it possible the third guy should, should trip up because of the first guy? No, the third guy is also connected to the first guy. Then Rishan Chayib Benishkesheni, then the third guy is responsible for them all. Obviously, we'll see later how that works. But then it says, But each one, when they had to, as soon as they fell down, warned the guy behind him, be careful. And then the guy didn't listen or whatever it is and tripped over them, then they, they fulfilled the responsibility. My love, he gave a warning. So we see clearly as a warning worse. But now there's two possibilities. Either he could have stood up or he could not have stood up. So my love, 
It seems from here that they had no time to stand up. Uh, um, they, they couldn't stand up, and therefore, but if they gave a warning, they are potter. No, here's about they had time to stand up, and therefore, if you have time to stand up, you're responsible, and or give a warning. But if, if you had no time to stand up, maybe the is right. You, your, your mind's in other things. You're not worried about the guy behind you. You worry about yourself first. Then I will lamid my potter. So what are you telling me? So you want to say that maybe Rabbi Yechon is right, that if you had no time to stand up, you just fell down. You can't hold the guy responsible for not turning around first thing and warn the guy behind Because right now he's lying on the ground, doesn't know what to do. So then you want to say it's potter. So my same question is, again, if so, as a ton, you say, for why does it continue the rice and try to draw contrast when you're high potter? In his heroes as a potter, why? He but they warned each other. You are potter, the end of the thing says, if you warn, but learn the very first case. The first guy first guy's responsible, the second, second, the third, say as follows. When are they all responsible for each other? They had time to stand up, and they didn't stand up. But it did not have time to stand up. <laughs> then they are potter, and 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 then say, but if they warned each other when they had time to stand up, good enough. Where it says, no, Hakamash wants to tell you. There's a Kiddush involved here as well. We want to talk about only, we want to focus, you have plenty of time to stand up. And therefore, you're, you're liable for not standing up. But, no, it's really Niskal, um, Niskal Pasheyu, who is your fault and everything else. Or even you say Niskal La Pasheyu. It's not your fault, it's an accident. But you had time to stand up. Now, what's your excuse? So you're responsible. And then, the ones give you a Kiddush here. That even though you had time to stand up, and you decide to lie there, whatever the reason is, if you gave a warning, issued a warning, that's grown up. If you gave a warning, it's grown up. So therefore, there's no raya one way or another. If you had no time to stand up, do you have an obligation to give a warning to to, to, to warn the other person? Or or do we follow Rabbi Echen that says, look, he has other things on his mind. Okay, now the next Gemara, Amma Rabba, which is focused on the Braisa, there are nine ways in the Roshanim to learn this Gemara. It's an extraordinary Gemara. Nine different ways in the Roshanim, and it's quite complicated. We're going to learn Rashi, straightforward. And most of it has to do with how the version of the text, the, the, the version of the text, and, and so on. So it says Gemara, Amma Rabba, this is Rabba the Fath. The case we had before, the first guy trips, the second guy trips over him, and the third guy trips over the second guy. So the first guy is responsible for the second, second guy is responsible for the third. So the question is, are you responsible for everything? Are there differences in the responsibilities? How do we view it? There's two There's two scenarios. Either the person itself, the first guy falls down on the ground and is holding onto a, it's a, a, a pot. So if the second guy trips over the first guy, so he got hurt by the person that he felt. Or is the second guy trip over the pot? So it's the person's, the first guy's possession, his boyer, that caused the damage. That's one possibility. The other one is, what did you damage from guy number two? Did you damage guy number two himself, his body? Or did you damage his pot that he was holding onto? He tripped and, and it broke. Okay, so there's Niske Gufoy, there's Niske Mamoyne. There's the damager, the mazik. Are we talking about the goof of the mazik or the mammon? And there's a damagee, or the person, the victim. Are we talking about the person himself or are we talking about his mom? Okay, now let's go to Yimbara. Omar Rabba says Rabba. Rishan Chayiv Beniske First guy is culpable for everything. Bain Beniske Gufo, Bain Beniske Amoyne. Simple reading is whether the, 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 the second guy got hurt by the first guy's body or whether the second guy got hurt by the first guy's possession, let's say his barrel that he was holding onto, and the second guy tripped on that. In both cases, the first guy is, is completely responsible. But Shani Chayiv Beniske Shlishi, when we said in the Bryce and the second guy, Fell down. The third guy trips over the second guy. What the second guy's responsibilities are limited. 
Now what? He only has to pay for damage, the way we read it simply is, to the third person's body. But uh, sorry, if damage, if the second person himself caused the damage. But if the, if the possessions of the second person, you know, because he fell down was an accident, that his possession was holding in his hand, caused the third guy to trip, he's not responsible. I don't understand. Monoshif. If you hold Nistel Pache, you're tripping, means it's your fault. So the first guy is negligent. So the second guy is negligent. And if you're going to charge the first guy, if he whether he personally caused damage or the set or his possessions, because his possessions, even if he makes it hefker, we learned before that you cannot make hefker if it's your fault that you put it down there. So it, you know, but it's your responsibility. And the second guy is the same thing. Whether his body causes damage or whether his possessions cause damage. Unless you can tell me that this Bryce holds this Galapusha, you can tell that what? That if somebody trips, it's an accident. And therefore, if it's an accident, we say to the second guy and the third guy, his possessions are not responsible. Because if, if you drop something in the Shusharami by accident and then you make it happen, you're not responsible. Then I feel we should not have the potter. So then the first guy should also be potter if his possessions cause the damage. Because he also tripped. You tell me tripping is an accident. And if tripping is an accident, then his possession, let's say that somebody trips over his barrel. The first guy also should be potter because he made it happier and it's not his anymore. And in fact, go a step further. Even if it touches the body, you should be even if his body causes damage, you should be potter because Nisko Lav Pashayu. Unless you can tell me he's talking about he had time to stand up and he didn't stand up. So, so what's going on here? Shimon answers as follows. Rishon Vade Pashayu. The first guy definitely is at fault. And before and because the first guy is at fault. Why? Because he tripped on his own. Nobody caused him to trip. He slipped up. He tripped. He wasn't looking properly. Therefore, he is a mazik. His body is a mazik. His possessions is boy. So his body is a mazik as a person who's being mazik because he it's his fault he fell down. And it's his fault that his possessions fell down. It's like he put the boy in the street. And even makes it happy, it doesn't help. If you're mafkin the zucker of, you know, lach and the filler, and it's your fault, then you're responsible. So whether he caused the damage is guy number two. Whether it's his possessions cause the damage is guy number two. You are potter. However, <clears throat> um, uh, what do you call the um, Shaney? What about the second guy? The second guy is an accident because the second guy didn't trip on the street. He tripped because the first guy was in, which is not normal to be a guy lying there on the floor. So therefore, the second guy will treat it like it's an accident. And therefore, but his own body, um, he's he didn't stand up. So he has to take responsibility if his body caused damage. But for the barrel that he was holding in his hand, for example, and it falls down and that caused damage, he's potter. Why? What would that be? But what did we learn before? If it's an accident and you make it have good afterwards, it helps. It's not, I'm not the, the responsible for what happens afterwards. I didn't dig this burr. You caused me to fall down. It's an accident. So my, so the second guy's burr is not really, is not a burr. It's half It doesn't belong to anybody. But his body is responsible. That's different than the first guy's second guy. First guy's high. No, he's too far away. It's only a cause. Yeah, the garama. So the first guy is not responsible for what happened to the, to the third guy if it, the third guy fell on, let's say, the second guy's barrel because he was too remote, too too distant from that event. So the problem is of a spanner, and I'll, draw, I'll bring a spanner to the word from a Bryce. It's, it's, it's not direct enough. Yeah, it'd be, you're, you're financially direct, but not the C is direct, not um, the damage itself. Yeah. The first guy tripped the ball. So, yeah, but it's two steps away. 
two steps away. Like we learned before, if somebody puts something in the street and then somebody else takes it and pushes away a few feet down and then somebody trips on it, the first guy is exempt. Sending more further. Mason asks a question. Kulon, this, this says in the Bryson. Kulon, Kulon, all three people. Uh, all two people. If their body causes damage, they're responsible. It says clearly, Kulon, that even the first guy, if it's his possession that causes the damage, he is Potter. My love, how do you read the Bryson? That I feel addition. That even the first guy, that even the first guy, if his possession caused damage, you're potter. Said Malloy, no. Levad Mishin. It means all of them except the first guy. Think about what you're talking about. Well, cool time. There are only two people there. If you if you take one of them off, there's not all of them anymore. Ambarabadabalava, Kamalabadabalava says, I'll tell you how to read Pshah. Kulon Hanazakin. You thought we're talking about the Mazik. And you say all oh, the mazik, and you ask me a question. But Rubber says the first guy is responsible for everything, him or his possessions. Second guy only for him. We're talking about the nezakin, the people who are who are our victims. If they continue causing damage, then they whatever their body does, they're responsible because they could have stood up. Whatever the possessions did, they're not responsible because it's not really their body. It's an accident and make it have care. But the mazik, we're not talking about him. That's why. And the first guy is different. What are you talking about? If the Bryce is trying to include everybody, including the first guy who was not a victim, he actually is the one who caused the whole chain reaction. That's why we use the, the correct word is cool in all of them, whether you are the, the first guy who is just a masik, or whether you're the second guy that you're a victim and a masik, you're both. If you're telling me that the Bryce is talking about only the victims, then my cool and why use the word cool and least nehanizokin should have said that the nezokin, the victims, when they cause damage to others, whatever. Elamarab says Rabbi. You thought we're talking about where the, where the, the damage came from. You thought we're talking about where did the damage come from? So it come from the person or did it come from his possessions? And Rava came along and said that the first person is responsible whether him is possession, second person is not. This is how you read the Braise. Rishon Chayev. We're talking about the body. But the first guy, it doesn't matter what his body, the first guy's body causes damage to. We're talking now about the person, the victim, their goof or their moment. So the first guy, whether he caused damage to the second guy's goof, whether he caused damage to the second guy's possession, he's responsible. He's responsible. Because why? The second guy, this is the big Kiddush the second guy is already sort of an accident. So we're going to treat the second guy like he's a boy. He's a step lower because he didn't really cause the damage. He's just a victim that you put him in a situation that's going to cause damage because he fell down because of the first guy. So we're going to treat him like boy. And what do we know by boy? So if he causes damage to another person, <laughs> he has to pay. However, he doesn't have to pay if he if he causes damage to. We're not talking about his his possession. We're talking about his body. But if he causes damage to someone else's kalim, he is potter because the second person is treated like a boy, which is unbelievable. Here's a person causing damage, but we're not going to say he's a person damaging. He's like a a boy that is damaging, and because he's like a boy that is damaging, a boy is only responsible for harming a body, but not for harming Caleb. 
and therefore he is the first guy is treated like an Adam Hamazik, and therefore he's responsible no matter what he damages, whether he, he damages the body of the second person, whether he damages the possessions. But the second guy is a bit further, is a bit more like an accident. We're gonna treat him like a boy. So if he causes damage to the third guy's body, he's like a boy, he's responsible. But if he causes um, if damage to the we could have stood up, whatever, if he causes damage to the third guy's possession, he's positive because a boy does not pay for damaging possessions. But we don't find boy that you pay the kalim. Says the Gemara. It's an amazing thing. You want to compare a person to a bird. Now, remember, Rav says, if you retain ownership of the bird, it's not a bird. It's you. It's a shari, whatever your possession. Nobody ever gives themselves up. You, you, you always retain possession of yourself. So according to Shmuel, it says that a bird is whether it has its owner list or whether it, you're the owner and you put yourself in the interest of Rabim, you're, it's a bird. Okay, according to Shmuel, it makes sense that a person can be compared to a bird. But according to Rabbi, says that in order to be a boy, that has to be totally ownerless. How can you say that a person should ever have the status of a boy? Halachic status of a boy. He'll never be ownerless. You always, uh, you're your balabas. Is Hanyichalish Shmuel, according to Shmuel, I can understand. Hefker. Hefker. It's not a matter of being in control. Like no, Hefker. Ownership. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, so the, the first guy could have stood up totally responsible, so he's an automatic. The second guy, even though he could have stood up, it, it's it, it's more of an accident than the first guy, and therefore we're going to treat him just like a buyer. So you want to say that it doesn't make sense, yeah. Um, he's Shmuel says that I don't care ownership, ownership. It's a bird. Fine. A person can be a bird. How in the world can a person be compared to a bird? How can it be? <clears throat> who who makes his body hefker? Said you're right. Let's go back to the original shot. We're not talking about that you body damaged either the person of the victim or the, the, the possession of the victim. We're talking about what caused the damage. The first guy, the, the person, go back to Robert's original din. Robert says that the first guy is responsible whether he caused damage or whether his possession caused damage. The second guy, he says, is responsible only if he caused damage, not if his possession, because his possession fell down. It's not his fault. It's bird and a bird that fell down by accident, and you make it hefke, you're, you're not responsible. I, the Brysa, the Brysa clearly says that kulon are all for goof, and not, okay, this is what the Brysa is talking about. I, the Kashal are kulon chayovin, it says in the Brysa clearly that even the first guy is only responsible for goof and not for mammon. How do you understand that? Tagma Rabada Bamiyum Kameda Vin Rabada Bamiyum in front of Vina said, I'll tell you what Pshat the Bryce is. Shahuska Kalim Kalim. We're talking about what happens, guy number one, guy number two, each one of them, what damage they did was to the Kalim of the next person. So guy number one, guy number one, who is his body, what do you call it? Is is it committed a damage? He is Chayev. He is high, but guy number two, um, his possessions are merely uh, what do you call it? Guy number two, we say that even though he he did the damage, but because it's an accident, it's a little like bird, and therefore if he goes ahead and destroys the kalim of guy number three, um, what is it called? The kalim of guy number two destroys the kalim of guy number three. You are putter, but the kalim of guy number one destroy guy number two is also putter. What do you mean cool and potter? Because the possession, whether it's guy number one, guy number two, what's the possession? Butter. 
It is but so guy no, even guy number one that we can say, oh, you're totally responsible. You are a goof of mazik, and your possessions are a boy that's mazik. Guy number two, we say that his possession is not responsible at all. But guy number one is right. So we had a problem. What do you mean? the said, But we're talking about what was the damage to to the possessions of the victim. So even guy number one. That if he personally committed the damage, it's his body damage. If his possession committed damage, it's his boy. And even if he makes it hefker, it's, he, he, it's, it's like he wantonly did it, it's liberally he did it, and he's, he cannot make it hefker, he's responsible. But what did the, what damage did his possession do, guy number one, to guy number two, broke the possessions of guy number two? And the rule is that boy is Potter and Caleb. And that's what the Bryce is talking about. Okay, we just learned Rashi's way. I told you there's nine different ways of learning it. If you have time, you can look it up. In Oitzim Mefoshe Talmud, he brings all the nine different ways of learning the Rishayim. I think it's not. Maybe it's eight. Maybe I'm exaggerating. <laughs> but it's a... <clears throat> okay. Says the Gemara, oh, mama. let's go back to the Bryce. The Bryce said, if, um, if all of them, guy number two, guy number three, all of them got hurt because of the first guy, no, if I have the car pile up and got car number one is you know number two and then number two causes number three to crash and blah 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 blah, and each one's responsible for the guy behind him. But if the guy number one somehow or another it touches everyone, how could it be? The mother says, How could it be that guy number three is connected to guy number one? That papa and brother say, You know what? The poskilurchikishelder. Guy number one was lying across like a spine. He's lying across the entire width of the road. So guy number two. You know, it touches one side, and guy number three touches the other side. So it's not like three bumped into two; three bumped into one. <clears throat> so that's how it's possible that guy number one is responsible for everybody's accidents. And a bezvidamar, a blind person that has a walking stick. So here, it's like all over the place. In a shelter, you're a straight line across. Here, like all over the place, you know, you uh, you prostrate yourself over there, and you fall down. The blind person's hands are over here, his feet are stretched out over there. The, no, but the difference is as follows. According to the second opinion, the first opinion, the guy number three maybe is a little bit more responsible. You saw guy number two fall down. There's a guy lying across. You should have been a bit more observant. Um, and, and therefore, as Reed says, the only time that guy number three, that guy number one is responsible, guy number three is when he's all over the place. So even though guy number three saw guy number two fall down, he said, okay, I'll keep away from there. I'll go somewhere else. And it's not a straight line because he's haphazard. And therefore, guy number three is equally an accident as guy number two. According to Rabbi Zvid, in the case with Ryan Cross of the shoulder, maybe guy number three is no longer considered an accident. You, you should have seen you're behind. And, and, the, and the Papa says, well, that's still considered an accident. Light across, what can you do? It, you're right. You're right. That's if it was a bender, but we're talking about a normal straight road. Mishnah. Okay. Let's continue. One guy is walking with a barrel. And one gargoyle is walking with a beam and they're walking towards each other. So before we learned, talking about a case, one following the other in succession. Now they're facing each other. They both have a right to walk to Shalabim. If they weren't looking out and they just bumped straight into each other, Potter. Then the, 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 the guy in the beam is Potter. You should look where you're walking. They both have permission to walk. So be, everyone has to be careful. What happens? The guy they're walking behind each other. The Bala Kreda was first. Um, and Baal Hachovis Achlin, the guy in the barrel behind him, just like the we just had before. <coughs> and the guy in the barrel was right behind him. The guy behind sort of walked a bit too fast, as Rashi says. And 
he crashed into the guy in front of him. Then but the guy behind is always responsible. We know that when it comes to car crashing, then the general rule is whoever's behind is always responsible. You should have kept your distance. You should have, um, you know, it's not an excuse that he, you know, he slowed down suddenly and all that. You should be careful. What about uh, Potter Balakrater? The guy in the beam is, is, is Potter because the guy behind bumped, ran in into him. What happens if Ahmad Balakrater? What happens if the Balakrater stopped? Then Chayiv or Ahmad, the guy stopped, comma. The guy in front stopped suddenly. Suddenly stopped the Balakrater Chayiv. Then the owner of the beam is obviously Chayiv because he did not behave the way he's supposed to behave. But the Imamad, the Balakrater, if he gave a warning, a heads up to the guy behind him, stop, then Potter. That release him of his responsibility because he warned the person behind him. And we had two ways of learning the Gemara here, whether he stopped to take a rest, uh, that even if he stopped to take a rest, which is the wrong thing to do, but if he gave a warning, that's good enough. Or it's talking about, no, that he didn't stop to take a rest, he just took the, took a pause, and he doesn't, re, um, and uh, yet, yet if he gave a warning, uh, he's spotted. What about the guy in the barrel was in the front? The guy in the beam was behind him. And the guy in the beam, the guy behind, walked a bit too fast. Then Chayiv. Then the, um, then the um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the guy behind is the, the beam is responsible. He walked a bit too fast and he crashed straight into the guy in front of him. Of course, he's the guy behind Chayiv. But the Ahmed Balchavis Potter. But if the Balchavis suddenly stopped, then he's Potter because he made a sudden stop and the guy behind, you know, was walking a normal pace. Then he's Potter. The guy in the beam who's behind, even though he's behind, yeah. if the guy in front in a sudden stop, button. Exactly. But if he, the guy in the front, said, I'm stopping, be careful, and the guy in behind just continued walking, then Chai was responsible. The same thing would apply in every case we have one person who's sort of very vulnerable and one person who is not. One guy has a candle and one guy has a flax. The same thing applies, you know, whoever's behind is responsible and so on and so forth. Okay, we'll stop over here.